I'll tell you what I see when I look out there, if you want to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I see the underdeveloped resources of northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I see a syndicated development consortium exploiting over a billion and a half dollars in forest products. I see a paper mill, and if the strategic metals are there, a mining operation. A greenbelt between the condos on the lake and a waste management facility, focusing on the newest rage in toxic waste, medical refuse, infected bandages, body parts, IV tubing, contaminated glassware, entrails, syringes, fluid, blood, low-grade radioactive waste, all safely contained, sunken in the lake, and sealed for centuries. Now, I ask you, what do you see? I, I just see, uh, see trees. Well, no one ever accused you of having the grand vision. You. It's showtime. Welcome to episode three, everybody. We are now in May of 2020. While time is flying and so are the murder hornets. We're all social distancing, being smart to help flatten the curve. But I would love to get this episode started by just knowing a little bit about where we've all been recently that wasn't our own houses. You know, I'm talking like if you've been to gas stations, picking up food to go to a restaurant, grocery shop, grocery shopping, uh, breaking quarantine and going to Utah, you know, any of those kind of things, any special places uh, <laughs> that stood out to you, like anything that uh, surprised you while you were outside your, uh, your own house. Jay, why don't you kick us off? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, places that I have been. <clears throat> yeah what's what is outdoors let's break that down first you know um i i think the uh i honestly so like the only thing i've actually done outdoors but i, I am doing it every day is um where i live you know sort of sort of on a harborish down in huntington or whatever a harbor. um a harbor harbor and uh you can basically there's this little contingent of houses that's built in like a lap about a mile lap and it's like basically like plunked almost like that star island in Miami Vice, if you remember it, like right in the middle of the water. So I go in there and I run, I just run like laps around their neighborhood. And that's, that's at least you get a view of the fucking like Lake Ocean Harbor area. Yeah, so that's it's a nice. hobby, you jackass. It's a, it's a any, hobby, you jackass. Any, has there been like any thing that stood out to you as you've been running around the harbor? Yeah, absolutely. So to get from where I am um, in, in the city to their little, their ha there's a little, there's a bridge and a lot of people, there's, and there's a little beach on both sides of the bridge, you know, very small, you know, probably a basketball court. Um, sometimes at night when I run, I'll see you guys out there fishing. And I think that's such a great thing to be mm. doing right now. Like to, you know, like fucking make the best of your situation. Yesterday at 3 PM, the beach was popping. Wasn't happy about that, you know? But, uh, you know, I was probably less happy that there really wasn't any girl my age. So, you know. Yeah. Let us sit on great. that. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, young Daniel. I have a, que I have a question. Oh, yeah? Is a Dorchester accent just an exaggeration of a Jesus Bostonian Christ. accent? You're coming because out here referencing Dorchester. I, you think people have any clue what or Marky where that Mark. is? <laughs> Not yeah. Marky Mark. I mean, like any Marky city. Mark. Each part of, well, I think like primarily speaking, if you want a fucking semi-cognizant answer about this, um, it's a blue collar accent from Boston. Dorchester was, is still, I think is a blue collar area, you know? 
That's why, Dude. like, you go watch Noma Garcia Pala down at Boston Park, you know? Oh, my God. Ugh. I fucking nailed it! Danny, please Who's your take favorite? us away. Well, oh, yeah, that's fair. Um, where have I? Well, I mean, I'm surprised Dave wasn't sort of making a slight. I mean, I played golf yesterday, but I will say Gavin Newsom has allowed it. So it is, it is all right. I did go up to Ventura to do it. Um, did you carry yeah, your own clubs? I did. No carts allowed. Self-caddy, um, huh? Oh, they, they didn't even allow carts. No, you had to have a, um, a special reason, some sort of, you know, obviously a doctor's mm. note if you needed one. Um, but it's it's walk walk or push cart, and they push have – Yeah, push cart. Pull cart. I mean, how, yeah, I, I was going to say, I bet you like an actual it. push. <laughs> so <I'm> just <laughs> bring like a grocery cart. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we, uh, it was good. I mean, it's – it's they they are – it is one of those sports where you can socially distance yourself. Um I mean, I say that, and then I also say that everyone who's playing golf clearly has had it with staying inside, and then they're, they're not doing any social distancing. It's a free for all. Um, the only thing they are allowing sort of happen is the the flags are permanently in, so you can't pull the, the pins, and then um, the holes are about halfway deep, so you don't have to like reach into the the hole as oh, far. Obviously, I was going to ask how they how they got around that. So, but I mean, that being said, like once your ball's gone in there, like surely you've touched everything that anyone else has. T- I mean, I don't know. I don't it's know. A good life lesson, Dan. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> just Danny's weekend. Yeah, actually, it's interesting that they did that because the country club near us, um, they they revert they reverse the pin. So it's like so you basically if you tap it, it's gone in. If that makes sense, mm. you know, it does doesn't actually go in anywhere. You just hit, it. and then I heard it's that call it a handicap. Yeah, well, I heard that tennis is uh, – they also got tennis running over there, and everyone just basically doesn't switch sides, and everyone has their own ball. Not yeah, sure how that's working, but, you know. Well, like, you have yellow balls and red balls. And you just... I guess, something like that, yeah. I have a question. Does, a uh, total nightmare. I have a question. Does Suzanne have her own clubs, or does she use your putter? Uh, she has her own clubs. She did play yesterday. She did play. Um, it was her first round of golf, and uh, wow. yeah, and she did and she fantastic. Did. Yeah, she she did all right. She um she almost got a par, which I thought was pretty impressive. That's right. Uh, Guarantee she's better than me. Yeah, tough to find someone worse at golf. It's you know, I mean, it is it is. I I honestly that game was so mentally detrimental to me as as a child. Like it really. I mean, it is literally the game is like a you know. Is you versus yourself at the end of the day. But I, when I was 18 years old and I was just finishing up my high school golf career, um, which didn't do too hot with anything related to friends or like popularity or, <laughs> I mean, language. just enjoyment or fun. Um, nah, I had a great time in golf, but I will say it was, it was terribly difficult mentally and it was very mentally challenging. Yeah. Um, I, I now just really enjoy just getting out there and just relaxing. I, I have to say, I do see. I see, re- I see retirement and golf being hand in hand, sadly. And I'm, I'm still far too young to be saying that. But I used to yeah. have clubs, and it makes me sad that I don't because living here, there's like eight golf courses, and they're all stupid cheap, and I want to play. But it's one of those things that every time you go out and do it, it's such a good time. Like, and I suck, I suck. But every time, like, like you, you know, and it's embarrassing if you go with the wrong crowd. Like, I think I, I've told that story about how I went golfing with like my first manager at Snapchat. And I feel like I was there with you. I feel like I also you weren't. Had, that you was weren't. the last you time weren't. I went was with you and Peter. No, it was, uh, it was a foursome 
like we definitely did that but it, the first time i ever went was me peter greg and greg's roommate and greg in this scenario would have been my manager peter and my old manager um and greg's roommate runs some like bottled water company <laughs> go figure yeah the, the dream back in 2017 but i i suck i suck at golf which is even more terrible because my my stepdad was a was a pro card golfer so my entire childhood i could have had in you know the tips i could still get them but i've got pride and the point being is that I, I can't hit anything outside of a seven iron. So I tried to convince the guys I was playing with that I was just going to practice my seven that day and only use my seven. So, so I hit nothing but my skin. Yeah. Tell and me I, this even translated onto the, onto the lawn too. Like um, you're on the green with a seven iron. I, had, I carried around like a hobo fucking as my seven, my putter and my pitch, three clubs. And I showed up with that UCLA blue mesh club sports shirt on, right? Cause I didn't have a golf shirt. So, so bad. yeah. And I think I had my air Jordans on. It was bad. Like it was <laughs> a lot can be attraction. directed right there, but it's yeah. a great game. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so uh, welcome back to uh, Three Men and a, a Little Pod, the, the golf podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Mitch, uh, where have you been recently? There was a new house, and uh, any uh, any particular special thoughts from your uh, your time there? Um, are you talking about my stay away? Oh, you Maybe, know, I, leaving could, the I could be referencing Utah. I could be referencing my something two else. Weeks in Utah. Um, no, it was fantastic. Um, Good. went to Southern Utah. It was it hit a hundred, um, you know, which is the complete opposite of what here, a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and yeah, no, it was nice. It was a lot of sunshine, a lot of pools, a lot of hot tubs cooked every night. Sounds super privileged and wonderful except for the fact that i was absolutely dying every moment of the day from allergies i've never been there in the spring and oh, really? i i couldn't breathe i couldn't you see got the old I desert was, flower allergies huh? dude i i've never had like I, I like occasionally will get sniffs but like this was fucking bad i had to go get like i had to go get pills i had to get eye drops i had to get flonase use it as much as i could and i still was just dead you don't think it was the giant womb broom you got up under that nostril collecting pollen and dust? <laughs> what the I time? I really wish we could just like it sit. Actually, Jared, any way you can make that the cover for this episode? Yeah, just, absolutely. Which is, uh, I'll pull that. Snuff death. Oh, you know, it will, because it was, it was a, what, a two month beard or something. And then I thought, uh, I thought bringing back the Civil War chops was for our, for our listeners. Yeah, Mitch does have a uh, a bit of a Civil War general mustache. Like, if you picture any of those strange portraits of uh, Civil War generals with like the the hair going just from the ear down and across the lip, but not on the chin. No, hair on the sides of the head. Yeah, no, nothing. Just uh, only just, above the mouth line. Just a patch of chops. That's great, though. It looks like a horse brush. I mean, the the mustache definitely does. It's getting big. It's really only majestic if you're colorblind. <laughs> there are so I don't know what that means. <laughs> so many I mean, I'll roll with it, but yeah. yeah. What do you what mean, do you though? Think it's a compliment? What's above your lip is not the same when your cheeks. That is like blonde and... Oh, yeah, to me, yeah. That, to me, makes it all the more majestic. It, it I literally love it is much a, better. It's a, it's a two-tone beard. The mustache two is like bright blonde, and then the cheeks are basically a nice brown. <laughs> Did you look? You look like like a like a failed nineteen eighties wrestling heel. And I, I feel that. like I feel like the Lorax, you know, just getting do, ready to go about my business. You do kind of look like a Daddy DeVito character right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. 
Welcome back to Three Men in a Little Pod. The, You're the guy uh, in the action movie. Podcast. You're the guy in the 80s action movie that knows too much and the people have to basically take with them everywhere because you're the only one who knows like the God secrets. damn it. Got yeah. a big Mitch with us. <laughs> hey guys. So Mitch, all right. So aside from the allergies in Utah, any, yeah, I'm curious, like what was it like being in a completely different state? Um, very different well, they just seem to don't give a shit shit about COVID-19. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, I sort of got, it. it's mostly a retirement community. It's all old people. Mm. Nobody's wearing masks. It, it Love drove it. me bananas. Cause I'm out there with like, you know, my three layered face mask, yeah. going to the grocery store, careful not to touch everything, Purell. And then an old lady is like asking me to get milk down on the shelf from her. And I'm like, don't do that don't talk to me go find like a tall old person or something like i've got the disease from la i'm giving it to you now i'm going to decimate southern utah yeah uh just uh i don't have it editor's note <laughs> yeah yeah Mitch does not have corona <laughs> oh good all right well i love that guys i'm glad uh I'm glad we got to hear a little bit about how we've all been uh, been faring. Uh, the outdoors in general, massively important to me. Hugely, hugely important thing. I grew up in the countryside in England, um, and I am going uh, fucking crazy not having access to the outdoors. You know, we're all stuck in a pretty limited number of places right now, and I imagine you guys are missing the outdoors a ton as well. So, for our main topic of the episode, I'm going to toss an absolutely huge question out there. What is the favorite memory? you have outdoors, right? This is not of the outdoors. It doesn't mean you have to go and be, you know, uh, camping or hiking or something like that. It, could, it, it can be just more general, right? Like it could be uh, being in the stands or on the pitch at a particular sporting game or, or it could be, you know, hiking a world-famous trail um, or even more general, just something outdoors, like roaming the dairy fields of South Dakota or sleeping rough uh, in a baseball stadium while I'm trying to backpack across Asia, just in case, you know, that happens to, to hit home for anyone. Uh, <laughs> the point being, I, I didn't realize when I was writing the script for this episode, by the way, that I was basically just teeing myself up to dis Mitch in every section. Everyone is <laughs> everyone. a big wind up. So I'll, I'll try to keep that up. Very you. specific. Yes. Um, but the, the point of this question is, what uh, would give you an unbridled amount of joy right now if you could recreate that experience, that memory, in the midst of this quarantine? Like, what would you, what would you want to, uh, what would you want to recreate? So, let's see, Danny, I'm gonna go to you first, young Thomas. Like <clears throat> Danny. And this, um, by the way, this is a mobile correspondent, so he already spends a lot of time. Danny, yeah. tell us where you're coming from. We're currently in my girlfriend's shed. Uh, it's actually not a euphemism. It's a, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am uh, I'm currently my my laptop is sitting on a on a surfboard right now and That's nice. very California of you. We we're out yeah, we're outside, but my favorite memory, um I mean I, I won't say necessarily memory. I think I think just more of a feeling, right? So I didn't wanna I really didn't wanna like sit on the, the idea that I'm gonna talk about rugby, but I have to say like one of my favorite things about what I'm missing the most right now is God, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's just the, the fact that like when you play rugby in the summer, right, it's beautiful weather in California and um, it's summer sevens, which is a variation of, of the game that um, is actually in the Olympics. But the point is I love, I love that feeling of kind of just 
being out in the sun, honestly, like knowing that I haven't put enough sunscreen on and that I'm going to suffer for it later on, but just embracing the fact that it's beautiful weather, you're around a lot of people, you're usually in a tournament setting, so it's tons of people from tons of different areas, more than likely people you haven't seen in a while, but you know, you, you know them like you, mm. you yeah, saw them last week. Yeah, and no, I love that feeling. And, um, you know, I, I, I had a knee injury about, about a year ago, just under a year ago, happened to me that put me out for six months, which basically made the last year of my life not play rugby. And I was really looking forward to that idea, you know, coming back and playing rugby again. And um, now that I'm fully healthy, and obviously there's there's a lot worse things happening. And it's not about the injury; it's more the fact that like I I just really enjoy the fact that rugby tends to bring a lot of people together, and I love the feeling of being out just on the pitch. Um, after games I mean forget playing it's just being around people with that common interest and and, you know it's it's like going to the beach you know it's just a fantastic experience that you have all day long and I really miss it (laughs) long story short I really miss it so so you're missing like that that community feel and the the semi sunburned community feel absolutely (laughs) to add on to that like (laughs) I mean, like, just knowing from when we all got to play together, like, the uh, the, the pitch at, like, UCLA in, L, like, Los Angeles is such a beautiful place to play, you know, when you're, like, where it's positioned in the campus and, like, the fact that L.A. doesn't really have a lot of fucking parks or greenery, but you have yeah. this, like, one expansive area where you get to play rugby and you get to look kind of at the campus, like... Has that tall... Are they elm trees? No, they can't be elm trees. They're too tall for that. But, like, tall trees that kind of blow with the wind and everything. It's very picturesque. Yeah, that is that's good living. Mm. That is good living. All right, Danny. Well, thanks for sharing that, man. Um, I, I guess, uh, Mitch, I'm curious, man, because you you're an outdoorsy kind of guy. You love the you outdoors know, a lot. What you, what uh what's up there for you? You brought up uh, Japan, and I think that was a lot of fun. Um, and specifically the sleeping under a specifically a sleeping stand. in the baseball dugout because uh, I had nowhere to stay. Yeah, um, I also I also briefly stayed at a love motel. It's a pay by the hour place. I uh, not surprised it. it was brief. Am I right? Alan? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't going to say that. You when you when you proposed this question, I really was thinking of um, growing up playing paintball. Um, huh. and just like in the woods in Maryland. Um, and it, it's just something that you don't really get here. Like paintball yeah. in California is like, it's like dirt mounds and inflatable structures and whatever. But like there it was like, everybody had paintball guns. My dad used to play with us and stuff. King of the Hill running through the woods, That's awesome. um, getting dirty, like literally like hiding under leaves and shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just feel like that's something that, I haven't been around or experienced in a long time. So I mm. felt like that when you proposed this, I was like, it instantly hit me and I was like, Oh my God, I haven't paintballed or yeah. thought about paintball in forever. That's awesome. Yeah. I, had, I had no idea that that was just like a colloquial thing you did in, in like the backwoods of Maryland. Yeah. Like crab cakes, football and paintball. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's a third one missing mm-hmm. and got cut left on the chopping room floor of wedding crashes. <laughs> yeah. They just rattled them off. Was there a lot of uh, was there a lot of competitive paintballing out there as well? Um, I actually do remember it a lot. I remember, I mean, like I just had like a whatever paintball gun and you know played with my friends. Um, but I remember a lot of people in my high school always upgraded their guns and like uh, you know they had like like hair triggers and it's stupid. Like I don't know. 
Um, so yeah, I, I do remember there being like a big league of it. Was there games like, did you guys just play like shoot each other and then you were out or did you guys do like capture the flag and stuff like that? Um, I mean, we did, we did. Um, so like I mentioned King of the Hill was like, you'd send one person out and they get to go hide in the woods and then the other five come hunting them. How many um, times were you, were you King of the Hill? I mean, and not no. because of your personality. Yeah, Mitch, it's, it's going to be really fun. Just yeah, go hide just in this go. corner of the woods. We're we're gonna go, come get you. Something happened to you. We'll, we'll come <laughs> get you. Don't worry. <laughs> I just really like being the king, guys. Yeah. We're going to go hunt you. Get out there. Yeah. Um, Mitch is uh, uh, challenging. You don't need a gun. You do, you do teams, uh, teams against each other where it's like three hits and you're out. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just all sorts. Of, we used to, I used to invite friends over to my house, but then I'd get up onto the roof, hide behind the chimney. And as they'd like step out of the car and like Jesus walk Christ. across the half acre of like grass to like get to the house, I just like, boop, 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 you know, pop them from above. Um, I love that. Cause you know, if they're, if they're coming over in that kind of area, they're not just come for a couple hours. They're probably coming to stay the night. Yeah, They've got like a exactly. bag. They got a the yeah. sleeping bag. <laughs> it's just like just ruining like just hellfire. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, actually fun fact when um ellen and i first started dating uh she got me um a paintball gift certificate for like christmas or something um you ever cash that in never <laughs> cashed it in. i felt so bad because it was like so thoughtful and then i was gonna invite like you guys or whatever and it just like never happened mm. no well one glorious day we might be able to make that happen but that's cool yeah i did uh, i did not know that was uh that was such a thing out of maryland that's awesome mm -hmm. jay what about you yeah yeah um hmm. why well, actually because so, the cowboy hat i know i will say this that i i was between as always um i was between a couple of them you know, I, I'm like Captain Wishy Washy. So like I was between two and Danny really, I think said it more eloquently than I could ever hope there, there is something magical about that pitch, but, um, I guess it's kind of weird. It's, I don't know if it's like one particular memory, but if you, if you grow up, I think in a place where there's actual seasons and we, we're all, I think currently in California at the moment, I don't, Danny shed, who knows, but yeah, it's um, a Congo, man. it yeah. could be anywhere. <laughs> like, I, but yeah, we all we all grew up someplace for the season. So summer was always epic. Like so like when that finally came around totally. and like and so living in growing up, you know, on a farm and, and in farm country in general, um, especially growing up on a on a farm, like the idea that this is your land and like the stuff that you grow feeds you and it feeds like your actual perfect like there's a there's a certain um connection that you have i think to the, the land around you that's so that's so unique that like i don't even i don't live there currently like but i when i think about that place it, it's kind of more than just this like chunk of land you know like I, I think about the crops we grow and the cattle we have and things like that so i'll be honest there there's just so many times where like you would like we have some sunflower fields out there and like during the summer like you just see these giant sunflowers in south dakota yeah huge sunflower state actually and uh so if you and if you drive through the middle because like south dakota is kind of split in two off the missouri and missouri runs right down the middle uh, where pier is so um, it's almost like you've got like a a, a northern D D dakota yeah but i'm talking about between south dakota there's a west and an east and they have two really different biodiversities guy and uh <laughs> <laughs> and so like the the west side which is where like black hills is is really prairie and there's not a lot you can't really grow much because it's too mm. arid 
but the east the east side which is more like lean towards minnesota actually is just nothing but farmland so if you if you roll down um the highway you know um not like people are going to go to south dakota but check it out uh, yeah, know. beautiful but yeah but there and the thought google maps the, will do it justice the picture in my mind is this it's a beautiful picture i'm sure everyone's used it but this is the picture in my mind sunflowers and blooms if you ever see something but there's always if you roll down the highway these like abandoned farm buildings so you would have this like really and which is maybe a gothic and maybe that's why it stuck with me because i'm so emo but it's like this abandoned building around this like beautiful upbringing of like nature and like and you know there's a lot of cyclical elements so it's in like there. the juxtaposition that's cool that's a great word yeah yeah it's kind yeah. of creepy it's, it's so hot in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you could kind of, as you like talking through the memory, you could see our reactions like, where the fuck is Jay going with this? Yeah. <laughs> we had a little Jay had a special <laughs> trip to an abandoned factory in the middle of the field. So South Dakota. You're never far from me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the juxtaposition of those, like those farm buildings, very large industrial kind of structures, but then like sprawling, beauty of the field well, let me tea let me tea what just happened okay we'll just get back to that up. later let me tee you up though if i may um i think there's something special about small towns in the countryside like yeah. that was that's another thing is like you're you're always because you're always somehow on the outskirts of a small town because it's so mm. small like you always feel like you're part of the country like anytime you're traveling yeah. which i feel like probably has to resonate with you yeah definitely i mean when i was when I was trying to think of this and the, the different stuff that I would have gone with, I mean, living in California has been such a blessing, like having immediate access to beaches. I mean, Mitch, I know you've done a couple of like ski and snow ski beach days as well, where you've gone from like surfing in the morning to skiing in the afternoon. Like mm -hmm. it's just crazy, let alone being Fantastic. so close to like um, Yosemite, even close to like Zion and that kind of shit. But I, I still think my favorite, prevailing memories just like growing up in the countryside in England like it was just amazing being in such an open land it's kind of rolling hills um little county called uh, Shropshire in case mm. anyone uh, has the desire to google it along with South Dakota um but it uh, the other cool thing about England is that there's this really amazing um I don't even know how to describe it um we have public footpaths let's put it that way and these are um, footpaths you can go on that are across private land, but the public have a legally protected right to be able to walk across that private land. Could never happen in the US, people would just be shot immediately. Um, because the, the countryside in England, it's all farms interconnected to each other and they're divided by like, you know, uh, hedges. Hedges are everywhere throughout England. And, you know, in between these hedges, there'll be like uh, little entry points you can cross and walk through and you can cover basically the entire country by just going through these footpaths um, and it gives more like people are more willing to let others like just walk across their land so when I was a kid I would go off on my own for like afternoons and this says a lot about the, the quality of my upbringing that were just left to let me like yeah just <laughs> go and you'll be fine child of six years old but I would just I'd be gone for like an entire day and I take a little backpack with snacks and a drink and shit and I just wander around fields and just like go and play and like go and say hello to horses and cows. And now thinking back at it, I'm like, I easily could have got kicked in the fucking head. But I did. It's, I feel like that's something like, maybe it's just small towns or whatever, but something that like living in LA or the city, like 
people just would never do. Like, I would be like, oh, what is your six-year-old doing down at yeah. the beach alone? You know, like, mm-hmm. I remember in Maryland, like, same thing. Me and my brother would, like, take the BB gun and just go off into right. the woods for the whole day, you know? they like, just be gone. Yeah, there'd be, like, dilapidated barns. I mean, we fell through the floor ones, right? Like, Are we, are we starting to learn that all of us have weird experiences with abandoned uh, farm structures? <laughs> it's an archetype of life. Oh, no. <laughs> been ridiculous. It's why we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why we're hashtag barn burners. <laughs> but it, seriously, that, that I think it was such a fun thing in my upbringing was just doing that. I mean, there was there was one time where I did, it was during the winter and I went on one of these things and I went out to like a, there was a little like, um, you know, stream and it had frozen over. So I thought it would be fun to like go and like tread on the ice and whatever. And the ice broke and my like welly went through and I, 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 uh, try to get it loose for what seemed like a tenny and eventually had to just leave my welly there and walk home. Um, and my parents were furious at me. What's a welly? A welly is a Wellington boot. Um, it is uh, uh, like a, <laughs> I don't know, Danny, help me out here. It's, I don't uh, know. I don't know how to help you. Is it like a rain know. boot? It's like a rain, boot? Rain, rain boot. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a rain boot. Yeah. yeah, it's a rain boot, but we call them We call them, we call them galoshes? We don't. Right. <laughs> we <laughs> galosh. Yeah, I was like, that's... Yeah, not the same. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I think that was uh, that was my favorite. So I appreciate that, guys. It was good to get to get to know a little bit more. And uh, Mitch, I look forward to shooting you in the face with a paintball gun in an abandoned barn. Sometimes. I gotta say, I would never have turned down that opportunity. I don't think it ever okay. crossed our door <laughs> to shoot you. Oh, don't what? worry, guys. If uh, if the quarantine ever lifts, I will fly back out just to set up a paintball match. That's great. Good. Mitch and I did laser uh, paintball once. Guess that would be laser ball. Laser, laser tag. Laser beam. Laser tag. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> laser ball. We did it at Sunset Wreck. It was great. We showed up oh in my like, God. By uh, the way, camo pants. That was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. We pwned everyone else. Granted, we took it far too seriously. Like, it's just like. <laughs> It's like a summer camp group, essentially. Yep. And we show up in camo with face paint and like, we're so tactically so prepared to play yeah. laser tag. Yeah. In the middle of the, it, it, they planned it for like 6 p.m. in the California summer. So it was just broad daylight. <laughs> not, not even like the sun's starting to dip. So the laser tag <laughs> outside didn't function at all for the first like hour and a bit. Of the- <laughs> just to see these two guys roll up, fucking sweating their asses off because they're in full on black seal outfits. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, that was, a, that was a lovely discussion. But now it's time to move on to the hot take of the week. Hot takes. Hot takes. Lovely. All right. Uh, hot take of the week. We're just going to jump right into it. We need to stop shaming people who are wearing sun shirts. Mm. And I know some of you out there, when you're hearing the term sun shirt, you're going to be confused. Let me put it this way. Some of us made fun of the fat kids in school that would wear a shirt to the pool. Some of us were the fat kids that wore uh, a shirt to the pool. Either way, we're adults now, um, and we need to move past shaming these wonderful forms of shade. It allows you to cut down on sunscreen, you can cut down on cancer, uh, and cover up all those pool bevies that you're consuming uh, all at the same time. You know, what's, what's not to So for clarification, a sun shirt is just a t-shirt that you wear outside to protect you from the sun. <laughs> it, may, it may seem like it's, that, but it, it's, it's, it's a lot more. That's it, what bitch. I'm getting from more. this. Yeah. It's, 
It's the idea that like when you're going out and going to enjoy the sun, like wearing a shirt that has the right amount of, uh, I, I guess, I forget if it's UPF or SPF, whatever. So it's a rash guard. It's a rash guard, exactly. It, that's it could be a rash guard, but it could be something else. Like it's, it's basically a shirt it's that's designed to, though. it's exactly, it's designed to like breathe more. So it's comfortable to be outside. But um, it's still protected. There wasn't a lot of breathing. Yeah. Tell you what. Well, I that, actually, I got a couple, surprisingly. And uh, oh, really, Prince of Darkness? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you? I gotta say, literally I, allergic to the sun. <laughs> oh, man, tell me about it. Um, I'll say this though: what, what sucks is uh, to Dave's point is like there is a lot of shaming that goes on with either a rash guard. You try to get away with a Hawaiian, you know, a tasteful Hawaiian to try to you know present some stuff, but that's obviously you're gonna unbutton those and you're, you're gonna get a little foolish, which is which is tough because. I absolutely love the beach theme and community and Tulum and all these fucking places. I hate the beach. But I, I don't, I hate, I hate that I can't, I am constantly paranoid that I'm going to get baked, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like what, that's a, that's the world I choose to go to, but I like, I don't want to go. Where, where am I supposed to go? My heart tells me to go there. That was the most circuitous set of sentences I've heard <laughs> in the, the history of this podcast so far. So well done. But yes, you're, uh, yeah. Oh, Prince of Darkness. Uh, it, it's good to know that you're on my side, though, about, you see, see sunshots allow you to have that. You can go and have your beach community. You can go open up your. See, I, I actually want to throw in the counter argument. It seems like everybody's for sun shirts. All right, let's I see counter. am against sun shirts because. Why? Well, I mean, especially at the age that you're referring to, like kids in middle school and shit. No, no, no. But I, I'm saying that. Are we background. shaming people now? Is no, that a, no that's what I'm out? saying. Like, I'm saying, I was just giving some context. Like, remember those sun shirts? They were like universally uncool at that point in our lives. So what I'm saying is now, that like as a 30 slash 60 year old male like yourself, um, <laughs> you should be able to, you should be able to wear a sun shirt. Like they make great ones now. You should be able to wear that without getting judged. Now, Absolutely. Like if you're an adult, wear whatever the hell you want. I'm not going to judge you. But as a kid, I think it is important to learn the value of a sunburn. And and as a parent, it is irresponsible to to be like, oh shit, I didn't take care of my kid or teach them this lesson. This is what happens. And now I have to deal with the consequences of them in pain, having to put aloe on a body. You know, like I, I, I remember my first sunburn. That's, that should tell you a lot, by the way, about English weather, that this happened late <laughs> enough in my life that I can remember it. But we were, my, it was just my dad and I, and we were visiting a friend of his that lived in San Diego. And uh, this person's apartment complex, I thought it was the coolest place ever. Because A, there were multiple homes in one small area. And B, the complex had a pool. I was like, this is the craziest. This, this guy must be like a bazillionaire. It's amazing. Now, fast forward to living in Southern California, obviously I see the irony of that. But because this pool was in the complex, I stayed out there for the entire day and I just refused to put on sunscreen. And my dad was basically like, all right, this is gonna be fun for you. And that was also uh, the first time I ever experienced aloe vera and the magic. Uh, oh, it's absolutely amazing. amazing. Lifeblood of the world. Pro tip, keep it in the fridge. Freeze oh. Freezer. Freezer. You're crazy. To keep this about the outdoors, my I remember my first one and uh, yeah. yeah, South Dakota, love it. South Dakota. Yeah. Well, I played. I played. I grew up. I played every sport. Like baby, baby didn't exist where I was from. It was you go to a fucking sports. So I, I played like you played. You had three seasons of baseball a year. You had hockey and basketball during the winter. 
And then soccer was somewhere in between that, which meant like you were, you knew about all of them. You weren't really great at any of them. Um, and so I was outdoors a lot because of baseball. Um, so I thought I was kind of like, not necessarily immune to the sun, but I was like, ah, oh, nothing to worry about, you know? Here's what I didn't know. I was first time camping and you, you know, those, like I'm in a foldable chair and, but I had like my shorts hiked up real high and I sat in a chair at midday sun, 12 to three. And all of a sudden six PM rolls around front thigh burn. Cause you can't lay down. Right. So like oh. my back's burnt, the top of my thighs are burnt. And like the entire camping trip was just my grandma smothered me in that blue fucking jelly. I you think know? one of the, one of the worst places to get burnt back of the knee. Because like it's just walking and you're like, oh Every no, step. Every single step. Yeah. I definitely I, don't uh, remember. Go ahead. Go ahead. I actually, the only other one that really, really sucked was I went to a drag race with, with, with Joel, my stepdad in high school, and I tried to get him. I didn't have any cash on me, so I tried to get him to buy me sunscreen, and he said I didn't need it because I had a shirt on. And my forearms got so, I got like second degree burns on my forearms because we didn't move. We sat there in Sonoma Sun for about six hours, and like I'm doing this like fucking. Frankenstein walk back to my the car. You know, Joel's like, oh, it looks a little rough. So <laughs> that must have got over nice when you got back from. Uh, my mom was furious, you know. But hey, you know, that's good. All right, so it sounds like we have we have two pretty firm thumbs up from Jarrett and from Mitch on the hot take. Daddy, what's your take? I'm glad you asked, Dave. I have a <laughs> good answer. I so I was one of the, I've been so waiting far. for this moment. Great so far. <laughs> I you know as a, so I'll, I'll take this back. So in the UK, when you grow up, you know your your parents like you know the, the the average hole in the UK does tend to be like in Spain or Portugal, and you're like, oh wow, that's fancy. It's like no, you take Ryanair or JetBlue or any of those easy jets, and it's like fifty pounds a flight. You know, By the way, you, take... you definitely don't take JetBlue. Just going to throw that Not out there. Not JetBlue. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Anyways. Southwest. So you go, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you go to Portugal and it's, it's scorching hot there. It's not the same climate as the UK. You're not really used to it, obviously. And um, your parents are, are probably chucking you on these, these you know, sun shirts, these rash guards, right? And they're just doing it because they can't be bothered to continually apply sunscreen onto you for hours. That's really what they're doing. What they're really doing is building up your tolerance and, you know, your self-esteem. You know, I was sitting in Portugal. (laughs) I was like six years old, right? And I'm thinking, um, you know, there's kids around the pool. Like some of them are clearly from Portugal. They speak Portuguese. And you're thinking, why am I so self-conscious that this like other six-year-old Portuguese kid is judging me because my, you know, I was a chipmunk of a child and I wasn't exactly, you know, the fittest. And I was, I could not stop thinking about the fact that this rash guard was a turtleneck around my neck, but somehow mm. was skin tight around my body the minute I got wet. And I, I learned my first valuable lesson of what self-esteem was in that age. But I will never forget how I felt all those years of going away and just thinking how much did this protection really have on me? in the long run especially because of the fact that like well now you're undoing it too with all of your your rugby without sunscreen as you just alluded to earlier as well oh yeah yeah yeah. well done bring up the past but that's a that recent <laughs> past <laughs> yeah, 20 minutes ago past. you dick yeah. <laughs> no but i mean i i firmly think uh, i mean i think at the end of the day it's it's a tool to yes prevent sunburn but i will say i don't know i like i i think the what i experienced emotionally wearing those things and i had different colors i had blue white and they all somehow had this 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had endless supply of them. And I shockingly wore them until I was like 14 or 15 years old because I just mm. thought that was the norm. Yeah. You know what's you know what's interesting because you bring up the parent, what I totally agree with. And I honestly, if, if I was a parent, I would probably do the same thing. It's like, I'm gonna go hit the fucking marks. I'm not gonna worry about putting this sunblock <laughs> on you. Like, just fucking put the shirt on. Yeah. You know, your mom's gonna be mad. Um, but Mike, <laughs> I was thinking about it, like we all kind of we all lived during, you know, like kind of when tanning was so popular. Like, did your guys just did like did you guys have know anybody, like family members? Like, so my mom loved tanning and a big part of my childhood is, is fucking remembering that coconut butter smell because she used to go in get a quick 30 minute blast and then come back out you know and now years later she like kind of you know kind of regrets it but like i during then she was like oh she's like I, I had that i had that deep fucking rum going on and you know not, she did. not a problem in england because yeah. <laughs> no. because the if you came out looking like mm -hmm. rum in, in england you get extra stairs because we're used to uh, tan people looking like lobster red that's the other thing. We're uh, we don't turn an attractive. Uh, I I have a tiny amount of Middle Eastern blood <laughs> in me, and I thank God every single summer for that blood, because it's the only reason I don't turn into a lobster whenever I tan. Whereas um, most people in England just go bright fucking red. I don't yeah. know if you guys remember my dad, but he's he's much darker than me. He's got like that Turkish German, yep. and uh, I was always under the the false belief that I could get that dark. <laughs> And, like and so when I joined the military, uh, we were living in Bumfucksville, Missouri, and just long, time. cold winters. Um, and so we hit, we hit the beds, dude. We hit the table. Yeah, you fucking did. A couple times, stay warm. It keeps you warm for like two days. You're like, ooh, maybe I gotta go back. Never, <laughs> never got that dark. I'm pretty sure I just like took years off my life. <laughs> I uh, I'm actually sadly right there with you. I used to hit the gym and then go hit the beds oh, right afterwards. You? I know, oh, and I get all the shopping prints. I did, I did, wow. go, I did the standing ones too because you want that full body penetration. The beds gives you that spot on the back. Yep. You know, you don't want that. I'm not, you know, I'm trying to fucking kind of clutch cheek and bent over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying to, I'm trying to advertise, and uh, I, uh, I shouldn't have given up on that. Damn. But it's too yeah. late now. It's too late he grew now. up watching Pumping Iron. Arnold taught him wrong. Yeah, I, I. Okay, this is this is weird. But you guys remember that book as a kid where the guy I think Ray maybe Ray Bradbury or something like that. I don't know if that's actually fucking right. But like there was this book about this guy who had pigmentation put into his skin so he could live as like the the opposite the color. I wanted that. That's nice because I'm so fucking pale. So think about yeah, Happy that's Mother's nice. Day. Happy Mother's Happy Day, Mother's Day. All right. Well, uh, I guess, Danny, so for you then, it seems like I, I don't know where you land. Like, you agree, I'll take it. You think you agree. Like, it, people should just do this. I thought I had a really strong opinion. I don't yeah, know. I thought he was you have a strong story. opinion about something, but I don't <laughs> think it's about actually, He's still wearing actually, them. Yeah, I actually don't know what you said. Yeah. You were you were strong about your experience, yeah. but I don't remember what, what that self-esteem issues coming up. But I my know. kids will be wearing sunglasses. <laughs> okay, they will be yeah. wearing sunglasses. All right, so I guess that they have it. This week's hot take. It's not even a take. We all agree. Yeah, it's a hot, hot sweep. sweep. Hot sweep. Hot mm -hmm. sweep. I like it. We need some kind of like a sweep uh, sound effect. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, all right. So that uh, that leads us to the end of this week's uh, not so hot take, hot sweep. Uh, now for a word from our sponsors, brought to you by Jarrett. Mm, this week's sponsor is Sleeveless Hawaiians. And I know uh, 
you can't see me, but as the Prince of Darkness, you're probably wondering, like, what the fuck is this guy going to tell me about something I don't already know? Anyways, here we go. Could you say it again? What is a sleeveless Hawaiian? A sleeveless Hawaiian is exactly what you think it is. It's a Hawaiian without sleeves. Now, that may sound complicated, but I got a pitch for you, and I'm going to read it, okay, for all the listeners out there, and also my post-production efforts. Okay. <laughs> Ad time. Enjoy your life. Enjoy truly fine sleeveless Hawaiians that combine both an insatiable urge to telegraph your casual behavior and dutiful commitment to being swole. Perfect days? You bet. Scientific texts confirmed by three independent consulting laboratories prove that sleeveless Hawaiians are more fun than any other type of wines on the market. It's not less sleeves, it's more skin. Only fine sleeveless Hawaiians give you both that island lifestyle coupled with the ability to showcase that the only thing not taking a day off are the two arm cans you got strapped to their shoulders, chief. So enjoy blending that mingles the perfect amount of margarita mojo with Bio Tri Bravado. Remember, your arms can tell it's sleeveless. There you have it. Thank you to our, uh, our sponsor. And once again, that's uh, Sleeveless Alliance. Make sure to uh, invest also, in Also, meet me out in the truck of my car. I'm selling them. Yeah, Jared, remember, what's that, what's that discount code with uh, sleevelesshawaiians.com? Yeah, it's uh, keep the screen, 69%. Keep the screen, 69 really big shoe all right great that leads us on to uh conclusion of the episode lightning round uh yeah there we go uh playing off of our mobile hosts uh great suggestion last week it's time for another lightning round this week's lightning round we're uh, gonna do something a little bit different we're gonna play a game of overrated underrated uh, so this game is pretty simple. I'm going to toss uh, a topic out there for each of you. Um, and you have to tell me if, in general, you think it is overrated or underrated. Um, so we've got this broken out. We've got, uh, we got five categories for, uh, for each of you. Jared, I know how much you, uh, you enjoy going last in these things. So you're up first. Uh, all right, here we go. Overrated, underrated. Uh, first up, lake houses. Oh, underrated. Okay, mowing the lawn. Overrated. <laughs> off-roading uh overrated okay road trips way underrated all right the sun overrated sadly all right, there we, go. <laughs> yeah, that one we kind of uh... we kind of got to that one before uh, i thought we might in the, in the podcast so that worked out that worked out well all right so i think i get where you're coming from with those i think the only one i'd be curious about the lake houses you think they're underrated I think they're underrated because I find um, I really so like we, we kind of mentioned this privately, but I love the movie Great Outdoors and I love uh, I love lake houses. That was like what I grew up with because there's no beach near South Dakota. So yep. going to like the lakes in Minneapolis or whatever were, were huge. And it's kind of this nice benefit of you kind of get a beach style um, atmosphere because the lakes right there or whatever. But you also kind of get to go hiking. You don't really get to do that if you go to the coast too much. Totally. I, I'm 100% for them. I actually got to hassle the Hoff at a lake house in Austria. So, wait, oh my God. wait, wait. Yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we were uh, right after I got out of the military, little Euro trip, um, and just some local in was like, yo, you got to go to this town called Klagenfurt. And I was like, I've got nothing else to do. Let's take this like four hour train to Klagenfurt. And uh, it's a, it's like a beach community, except for it's like, it's it's like surrounded by mountains. It's a lake in the center. Oh, man. Mountain lake houses, that's where it's, it's at. It's absolutely gorgeous. 
and nobody spoke English. Like the uh, the hotel desk clerk lady, she or she was like my age, and she was like, uh, like, what are you doing here? Like, in, in such broken English, and she's like, nobody, like, this is such a local spot, nobody knows about it. And uh, she took me out with her friends. We were out drinking, and fucking David Hasselhoff shows up at this like spot we're at for a drink, and he's throwing a concert later that night. David so, Hasselhoff sings. Oh my oh, god! Oh, big daddy. deal, big deal. Yeah. What? He's not. He's not just in the SpongeBob Huge movie. in Germany. <laughs> oh, dude, he's, he he brought down the Berlin Wall. His voice, single-handedly. Single-handedly. Did you actually chat with him? You said you hassled him. Did you actually? No, uh, I mean, I, I was just nearby. I was snapping photos. Did you make fun of this golf game? You spend more time in the sand than David yourself. <laughs> I uh, unfortunately did not take advantage. Wow. All right. Well, Mitch, uh, convenient because you're up next in uh, overrated. Okay. Underrated. Let's go. Right. Ski cabins. Um. Underrated. Hunting. Not even people don't even know about it. It's underrated. Okay. S'mores. Overrated. Oh. Wow. Not the answer I was expecting for you. Okay. Um. Uh. Forests. Uh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go underrated. Uh, oh. Forest underrated, yeah. Underrated, okay. Tubing. Underrated. Fuck, man. I, I I feel like I'm one note right now. Yeah, yeah. I will say, like, as I was putting these together and trying to think of different topics, in my mind, I was like, everything's underrated. I just love the angels. <laughs> yeah. Right now, everything is underrated. Everything the is underrated. <laughs> Corona, overrated. Yeah. But, but let's go Let's go to the smalls then. So smalls, overrated. That was not what I was expecting from you. S'mores are the worst debacle dumb invention like it's nobody can ever do it correctly like until graham crackers decides to sell bite-sized piece squares then i can't break it an eight by four rectangle that easily it's terribly done it never works i've never had a good s'more in my life that I is never have what is happening Also, right now. also you roast the marshmallow. Way. Like, I want the whole... I Your problem is the way. marshmallow company, not the graham no, cracker. How no. dare you? Marsh- marshmallow 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 is Hershey's. Hershey's I is the... Eat, oh, Hershey's sucks the worst. I eat roasted yeah. marshmallows all the time. The problem is the chocolate. It's yeah, cho- never okay. We, we can all agree on that. The Hershey, Hershey's, just in general, it's shit chocolate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a red apple decided to be a... Like a what they call red delicious, red delicious decided to be. I thought you were gonna say candied apples, no, overrated. (laughs) Candy apples are also overrated, but I I, I can't shit on Hershey's chocolate, and and I I don't believe that's the whole. I don't believe the whole. I don't think it's unanimous that this podcast should this. I can't do that. Okay, we we have a hot take here. It's a chocolate that built America, and I I just how can you? All right, Daddy, to, to round off uh, this week's lightning round of uh, overrated, underrated, beach houses. Underrated. Tanning. Underrated. Camping. Overrated. <gasps> Running. Overrated. Living in a trailer. <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we got some, uh, I mean, beach houses underrated. I disagree with a lot of what you said. Camping overrated. Um, I think it's overrated because a lot of people treat it more as glamping. That that is a spicy answer. Mm-hmm. I think I think it it isn't really camping. I think I don't think I've really ever truly camped before. I I do enjoy camping, and I say right, I so, do enjoy camping, 
I'm not a camper. Um, hey, so the question, the question there isn't like, what's your philosophical take on other people camping? It's like just camping, right? Like forget other people, which is kind of what you're doing during camping. The idea that action is over Like actually you just going camping or is it more like the general fanfare that comes with it? I, I think it's, I think it, I mean, I think I've never truly camped, but I, I can somehow claim that I have been camping. I think that's, I think that's really why I say that is I, I've, I've lived too privileged in camping. I think, I don't think I've really truly done the whole sleeping bag and under the stars experience. Because you I don't, consider, uh, you've been glamping for a shed? year. Yeah. <laughs> you've been like, you've been living out of a fucking Winnebago for the past just, like, year. Walk you, out of your you shed. are glamping. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. I wouldn't take it back. Other than the fact that I couldn't use the toilet for like six months. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to Danny with the self hate takes. Yeah. <laughs> good. Well, I think what we've learned from uh, today's episode is that we definitely need to go on like a, a camping slash paintball trip to mm-hmm. an abandoned barn. Yes. I, I think uh, that's really what we've put together. I mean, isn't camping the most, the, like the best version of social distancing? Yeah. yeah. We well, should get out there. Yeah, something. It's uh, actually so, it's, uh, I will say this though, that like, uh, I, I keep having my eye on that, that tent you can put in the back of your truck bed. I've had, I've been trying to buy that. It's, it's not, I just don't have, I don't go camping enough to warrant it, but. Jared, I, I have a hell of a link for you, dude. Uh, but Send it I, to him after the episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm literally I'll, like I'll looking it up. up right now. I'll, I'll hook you up. Anyway, that's, uh, that's for, for another time. Well, thanks guys. That was, uh, that was the lightning round. Yeah, um, that was it. It was good. I think that draws us to the end. Uh, last, last random thing I'm going to throw out there. One would answer, where do you want to go? once all the coronavirus stuff is lifted like where are you going one word uh, one word answers jared i'm going to you mm, the gym two words <laughs> brutal <laughs> and sad just generally sad <laughs> i wish i said <laughs> you can't steal my danny <laughs> all right uh, mobile correspondent where are uh, where are you heading to after today's conversation, the tanning salon. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta fix it up. That's fantastic. All right, Mitch, where are you going? Um, I think I want to go to a concert, but I want. I think I want to go to like an electronic concert. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in the Just mood real, lately. Real ravey up with some people. Yeah, you know, I want. I want. I want to. I want to throw my head around a little bit. You, you, know, want, you want people to touch you and be touched. You want you want to you want to get back that time you spent on the fucking. I distance. want to make up for lost exactly. time. Exactly. We need to cue the darkness, like touching me, <laughs> touching you. Okay. That's gonna come out great. And dandelion. Yeah. Ah, oh, where do you want to go? Um, I really want to go to a tailgate. I want to go um, be on the Rose Bowl lawn tailgate. And then well, go. I mean, you're about to have a new stadium open up right down the street. Sure. All right, folks. That was a pleasure. Happy episode three. It was lovely. And uh, look forward to uh, seeing what Jay's got as uh, host number four. Oh, it's going to be about sleeveless wines. <laughs> <laughs>